Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, and of course, my Blog Talk Radio community, and those who may be joining me in the chat room, I hope you are having a great start to your week. I am back from vacation. I had a wonderful and relaxing time, and I'm so excited to be here with you this evening. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight we are going to talk about could you possibly live in 90 square feet with our guest, author of 90 Lessons for Living Large in 90 Square Feet, and she is a professional organizer as well. So I'm looking forward to um, talking with her and asking her some questions because we were chatting in the virtual green room. So I am looking forward to the interview. And, of course, the next half hour I'll be providing you with some tips and Taylor's tip time as well as my product suggestion, my app suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion for this week. But before I bring on my guests, did you know that the tiny house movement is, is large now, is huge, it's becoming very popular. Because where the average home is 2,300 square feet, tiny houses range in size from 800 to 400 square feet. And people are preferring the small houses to live a more simple life. Are you one of those people? So every time I see one of those tiny houses, I start fantasizing. I'm like, wow, it's a small house, less to maintain, all that beautiful space. And I just kind of take myself there. But Our guest this evening is Felice Cohen, and she is the grandchild of two Holocaust survivors, and she is the author of the award-winning book, What's Papa Told Me, a memoir about her grandfather's life before, during, and after the war. The book has been endorsed by Eli Weasel and Yad Basham, I hope I'm pronouncing those names correctly, and it's translated into Polish. It won three honorable mention book awards and has sold 30,000 copies around the world. Aside from having spoken to thousands about her grandfather, she is featured in two documentaries focusing on grandchildren of survivors. Her newest book, 90 Lessons for Living Large and 90 Square Feet, 
or more is based on a video of her 90-square-foot Manhattan studio that went viral with millions of views on YouTube, gaining media attention across the globe. Felice has been featured on Good Morning America, Fox 5, CBS, Sirius, NPR, Time, Forbes, Globe and Mail, New York Daily Times, excuse me, New York Daily News, the Daily Mail, just to name a few. She is also featured in a documentary on Tiny Living. Felice writes a blog, Living Large in Any Space, and has written for the New York Daily News, AM New York, Metro, and others. What enables Felice to live large in that tiny studio is that she is a professional organizer with over 20 years of experience. And, of course, you can always visit Felice at FeliceCohen.com. And, of course, you know, if you go to the show page, you will be able to um, link directly to her website. So I'm going to bring on Felice this evening. Good evening, Felice. Hi, Janet. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get into the interview. But before I start um, asking questions about the 90 square feet, what made you to become a professional organizer? Well, I'd always been good at organizing. When I grew up, my bedroom had two walk-in closets that together were almost 90 square feet. But for fun, I used to take everything out and reorganize it and put it back. This is what I did as an 11-year-old. So when I graduated from college, I knew my grandfather had asked me to write a book about him, and I toyed with moving to New York, and I saw on television this woman getting paid to organize closets, and I thought, I can do that. Um, I used to do it for all my friends and family, so I moved to New York, and I found a company, and the woman hired me, and uh, I started organizing in New York. Wow. It's amazing how, I mean, that's how I started. I saw another woman doing it, and that's how I started. It's amazing. So let's get into the interview. So what made you decide to live in 90 square feet? Well, I'd been living in New York um, for about 10 years, and I came to write, and I'd been doing all these other jobs and organizing, and I was the chief of staff to a president at Hunter College. And I finally said, you know what, I want to finish this book. My grandfather was on my case. He's like, you know, I'm not getting any younger. He said, finish the book. And uh, so I wanted to finish it, but I had this high paying job. I quit my job and I said, I have to find a place. I'm going to do it for a year. Live, move to Manhattan and just write and finish the book. And I looked all around and even though I had saved money, the rents were astronomical. And a friend of a friend told me about this apartment on the Upper West Side where I really wanted to live, but she warned it was small. And I said, how small could it be? And I went and looked and it was small, but it was also crowded with her stuff. But after years of being an organizer, I was trained at seeing the order amid the chaos. And I decided, you know what, it's just going to be for a year. And the price was amazing. It was $700, which in Manhattan, you know, was like free. So I said, I'll do it. And I said, I'm just going to do it for a year. So I moved into that space, not really because it was small, but because it afforded me the luxury of being able to write. And I really thought I would stay there one year. But after one year of living in that tiny space, something happened. My life got better. You know, I, I had only brought a fraction of my stuff, and my time was mine. I was still doing a little organizing, but I was writing. I had more free time. I was riding my bike and going to yoga and, and coming to the Cape for the summer. And I thought, this is a great lifestyle. So when the year ended, I didn't want to leave. And I stayed for another year and another. 
And uh, even though I was eventually evicted, when the landlord saw me on Good Morning America, I stayed for five years. Wow. Um, I want to just mention, wow. I want to mention Carla R. Jenkins just tweeted about us on Twitter. And um, we have someone in the chat room who said, I too want to know how someone lives in 90 square feet. So what were some of the things that you just had to, like, let go of once you decided this is where I'm going to move? I mean, Manhattan, $750. Yeah, I would have jumped on that top of that too, but. So what were some of the things that you had to let go of? Well, because I thought I would only be there a year, I said, you know what, I'm just going to take the things I really need, uh, my computer, some clothes, and uh, didn't have a kitchen, so I, I brought a toaster oven and a hot pot. But I put 77 boxes of stuff into storage, figuring when my year was over, I would get an apartment probably in the burbs, and I'd get all my stuff. And every year in that apartment, when I said I'd stay another year, I went back to storage, and I went through the boxes, and I started getting rid of stuff. And at the end of five years, I got rid of all 77 boxes after realizing I didn't need it or I hadn't wanted it. So the things that I really loved to wear, the clothes that I really liked, and um, a couple books, but I really got rid of most of my books. I had, um, I had created, I knew in, you know, in small spaces and in New York you have to go up, so I had bought special shelving, and um, I really didn't need much in that apartment. You really just need uh, clothes you're going to wear. I needed my bike and my computer, and um, I also made art. I made trinketing art, which is all you can make in a tiny apartment, but you start to realize that it's more about the experiences than the stuff, and it's so freeing when you can get rid of it all. Mm, I mean, it just sounds like it. I mean, it sounds like once you found that space at 90 square feet, it was just where you needed to be in order to be creative but also to live the life that you wanted to live without all the other stuff. Because sometimes we have all the stuff, but then we're in a space that's just not conducive to us really being who we are. Wow. Um, so if anybody in the chat room has a question for uh, Felice, just just type it in. Um, my, well, you already shared some of the things you you decided to keep the clothes, and so and then, but you also mentioned you had to get a toaster oven too, for, I guess for cooking. <laughs> yeah, a toaster oven. Um, I had a mini fridge, and I had a hot pot. I hadn't had one since college, um, where I boiled eggs and uh, made some macaroni and cheese. But, you know, in Manhattan, I was on the Upper West Side where there's restaurants and markets and you can, you know, you can get anything within uh, within a block. So there was so much. But I made a lot of salads and I had a mini sink, like an airplane-sized sink. And you just get accustomed to it. But, you know, it's just you're giving up a few things for something so much better. Okay, yeah, because that was one of the questions. Somebody was, is there a kitchen? They wanted to know if there was a kitchen. But you just said you did have a sink. Um, and a small space to, you know, prepare some food. So, yeah, you can make a lot in a toaster oven. <laughs> well, that's true. That is, that is true. I, I learned that years no, ago. You can make a whole lot in a toaster oven. It's just about being creative. <laughs> so, absolutely. Tell the listeners about ninety lessons for living in ninety square feet or more. Yeah, the or more is important. So. The book, when I, you know, I'd written the first, my first book about my grandfather, and I knew I wanted to write a book. I'd been thinking for years about writing a book on organizing, but there are so many books on organizing, I didn't want to add to the literal book clutter out there, and I thought, how can I make this book different? 
And I went back and I looked at the hundreds of emails I got from people around the world when the video first went viral, and I realized that I would make this book about how living in a small space made my life larger, but it's also, there are 90 lessons I learned to act as a want-to guide. It's not a how-to guide, it's a want-to guide to motivate people to get rid of stuff, to live the life they want, to organize what they have, how to, you know, take advantage of life and to do what you want because, you know, we want experiences and, how, you know, people know how to fold sweaters, but why aren't you doing it right? So like one of my lessons is don't put your clothes away until you have the time to do it so you don't just throw it in and, have, you know, and mess up your closet. Really just focus on what you want and uh, what makes you happy, really. And then you know, I don't ask clients like what should, when we start to organize. I say, what makes you happy? And then we try to find the time because stuff is like taking over our lives. We're, we're working to pay for stuff. We're moving stuff. We're cleaning stuff. Stuff is, can be the enemy. And so I just want to help people, you know, be happy. And you're right, stuff can be the enemy. And you're right, we move. We we move from one place to another with the stuff, and we never really use it in the old home, and now we're in a new home, we're still not going to use it. Because that's one of the things this weekend, I just went through my walk-in class, and I said, you know, I'm going to be moving into a smaller space. So what kind of stuff do I have? And I had, you know, at least I had report cards. I don't need those things anymore. I don't need elementary school report cards anymore. Yes, I've graduated. I'm here. So <laughs> so it's little things like that. So for people listening, because I think it's just a concept, and what suggestions would you have for someone who's decided that they want to live in a smaller space? It may not be 90 square feet, because that might be drastic for That's some hard. people. But but um, what suggestions would you have for somebody that's like, you know what, I think I need to move into a smaller space or I would like to? I would start by imagining what you want your new home to look like, your smaller home. Do you just, you know, look around where you're living now and what things in that home do you love? Which couch, which chair, which picture? And things you're not, that you really don't love, don't bring those things. And really just try to picture and hold on to just the things you want to bring and then really kind of talk to yourself like when it's with your clothes, you know, what do you, what are you wearing and what things do you love to wear and bring those things because, you know, we look in our closets, we have so many things we bought because they were on sale, but we never wear them. So we're not really, we're, we're not really saving money because it was on sale or wasting money because we don't wear it. And then really just kind of think in terms of, you know, you can go room to room and maybe pick five or ten things you want to keep. And the other things, you know, think about people who need stuff. They'll need clothing or furniture or kitchen stuff. I mean, one of the things about kitchens, everybody uses their IKEA dishes and their nice china's in the cabinet. Well, you know what? Use the nice china. You know, try to make things usable because, you know, life is short. We should just enjoy every day and, and use what we can. Use your grandmother's china or, you know, you know stuff like that. Really focusing you know, what you love. And it's interesting because I, I had a client once, and she actually got rid of the everyday dishes. She donated them, and she started using her china every day. Love it. She said, I kept it and kept it. Um, but you are right. It, you know, we have so much stuff. So as you were talking, my question to you is, so you were living five years in the 90 square feet. So when you moved out of that, did you move into something 
a little bit bigger or a lot bigger? I mean, how was that transition? Did you want a little bit more, I mean, more space, or did you want to kind of just still remain in something that was a little small? Well, when I when I came home and found that eviction notice on my door, I, I started panicking, and uh, I started looking around my neighborhood because now I had gotten accustomed to the Upper West Side, and I loved it. So I started looking at other studios, and they were three or four times the price, and I thought that negates the whole purpose of why I wanted to live in a small space because of my lifestyle. It would mean I'd have to, you know, go for my savings. I'd have to get another full-time job and work 70 hours a week, and there's nothing wrong with that, but... I, I was being able to not have to do that, and I thought, what am I going to do? And I was speaking down in Florida at some doing some book talks with my grandfather, and I was telling him I had to move. And, and he said, you know what, buy a place already. And he gave me the down payment. He said, you lived in a shoebox to write about my life. Now I want to help you enjoy yours. So I started looking, and I found a place. Um, it's under 500 square feet. It's just two blocks from the old apartment. And my goal was to keep it as minimal as I could because I still don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, I have the things I need, and I now have a kitchen, which I love. But I, I really want to keep that concept of, you know, keep it simple so that, you know, now I have a mortgage, which is less than a lot of rent in that neighborhood. But I don't want to start filling my space with stuff because then my credit card bill will go up, and I don't want to do that. And I, I love my space. My boyfriend is also a builder, so he's helped do a lot of things as well. But, you know, I love my new space. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful, yeah, because sometimes when we, when, we, when we are accustomed to a, a small space, you don't want to sometimes get too big. And I feel I'm on the other end. I feel like I just want to get a little smaller now because I'm realizing as I look around, it's like I really don't need all the space that I have. I have like about, I guess, about 700 Square feet, I don't need all of the space. Okay. So, you know, so I, I know I may be going 50 square feet smaller or maybe smaller. <laughs> so that's why I'm getting rid of stuff now, Felisa. I'm getting rid of stuff Good. now. So Good. how can people connect with you? How can they get a copy of your book, your 90, you know, the one you recently written or the one you written about your grandfather? The books are both available on Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble, they're available on my website, FeliceCohen.com. And, um, you know, I, you're welcome to email me, Felice at FeliceCohen.com, and ask me questions about organizing or downsizing or living small um, or anything. Yeah. You know, one I thing about someone to move into a smaller space is you think about the square footage. We pay rent or mortgage based on the square footage. and you know, we don't want to spend all this money on space we don't need or stuff filling space we don't need. And that is so true. And I look and I'm like, yeah, I can downside. I have a nice small table, so I don't need a lot of a large kitchen area. I have a very nice small bedroom set. So I'm beginning. I'm like, okay, Janet. And that's why I say police. When I, I see those little <laughs> tiny houses, I'm like, mmm. And I and I see the trees and the, and the water. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. And all I could do is just come outside and just sit on that cute little porch and just be one with nature. I'm like, wow. So yeah, um, I love yeah. living in the city. I love living in the city. I do love living in the city. So if I could figure out a tiny house thing somewhere, um, I think I probably would move towards that movement. So um, I see someone in the, in the chat room is typing, but I do want to um, see if they had any questions or anything. Well, I'll let you go. 
Um, okay. okay. I live in 500 square feet efficiency because it is the it is only me. It forces me to purge my unwanted stuff quarterly. So that was excellent. Good idea. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a constant. Thank you. Thank you know, it's constant upkeep to get rid of stuff because we're constantly getting stuff. Yeah, and, and also I think sometimes, at least for me, it's like now I feel like I'm looking at stuff and it's like, why have I held on to this stuff? I knew, you know, when my mother passed away, I inherited all her stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how come I still have my report cards and, and, <laughs> and um, you know, <laughs> all of that that's stuff. Awesome. And I'm like, I have report cards from like the third grade. Really, Janet, you don't need that stuff anyway. Um as we scan, so you can take a picture into, of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I could have done that. I could have done that, Felice, but unfortunately, it's too, I just, <laughs> too um, late. Okay, See, all right, it's over. It's too late. It's too late. As we scan our papers into digital, do you have any digital, do you have any digital decluttering tips? This is as we scan our papers into digital, do you have any digital decluttering tips? Sure. So, you know, your desktop, your laptop, whatever, it needs to look like a neat file cabinet. So imagine it like a file cabinet. You have one folder and it's called, you know, Janet Personal or you have one Janet Work. So your Janet Personal, within that you make folders and you keep it well labeled. Label is key. Get rid of the word miscellaneous. So you can have, you know, your house and then every bill, whatever goes into there, you can have family photos and everything goes in there. So keeping it organized on your desktop is key so that you can find things quickly. And also, you know, a lot of things maybe we're scanning, we don't need to scan. You know, it depends on what people are scanning. I guess if it's bills, most of them are online. But if it's personal documents, then just having them organized and labeled correctly is key. That's what I'd say. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is true. And you're right. Lots of times people scan everything. They scan recipes. You don't need to scan recipes. Oh, yeah. these people are still holding on to floppy disks and CDs when there is a cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I admit, I found a fly. I found a fly. I found a three and a half floppy when I started going through all of my stuff. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And she's right. She's right. Yeah, floppy disks and CDs when there's thumb drives and the cloud. Oh, yeah. So true. So true. Thank you. Yeah. So so true. Yeah. Hopefully, bye bye to those. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's hard sometimes, but, yeah, we all got to say bye-bye to this stuff. That's true. Yeah. So I encourage everyone to check out Felice.com, FeliceCohen.com, um, and get a copy of her book and connect with Felice and and um, share with her how you are um, striving to live in a – live large in a small space, um, connect with her, um, in regards to our surfaces, in regards to our books, um, or just to connect with her and just chat about living in a small space. So I thank you so much, Felice, for taking time out of your schedule to join us this evening. My pleasure. Thank you, Janet. It's been fun. Thank you. Have a great evening. You too. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy from Shred Patrol, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. And our sponsor, Audible, 
is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized, and you can choose from over 180,000 audio programs. And you can download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And my audiobook selection for this week is Tiny Houses 101, A Guide to Living Large in Small Space, J.R. Shepherd. Again, that is Tiny Houses 101, A Guide to Living Large in Tiny Spaces. And it's basically for all of us who may be dreaming about living in a tiny home, um, dream of having a smaller mortgage, or maybe none at all depending on the size, and you care about living green, et cetera, and it tells this audio book will tell you what tiny houses are the best fit for you, how tiny houses can help you slim down your unneeded possessions, design decorating tips, and also the physical and emotional benefits of adopting a tiny house lifestyle. So again, Tiny House 101, A Guide to Living Large in Small Spaces by J.R. Shepherd. And you can go get that by going to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. You can get a free copy. You can download it. That was a great interview from Felice Cohen in regards to just um, living large in 90 square feet. Um, I'm not sure if I could do the 90 square feet, but I'm sure I can do something less than what I'm living in right now. And um, so when I do, of course, you know, you all will um, – get to um, kind of see my journey. But I wanted to follow up with just a few tiny space living tips until it's tip time. And as Felice shared, she only kept her favorite clothes. So we only wear about 80%. We only wear, Felice says, we we only keep what we wear. So we wear 20% of our clothes. 80% 80% of the time. Of course, so just keep your favorite clothes. Only keep what you use most of the time, whatever that is. Um, get dual-purpose furniture, like the table can be used for storage. Get a Murphy bed. Only buy what you will use. And don't necessarily buy in bulk. For example, I used to always buy paper towels in bulk. But because I use hand towels now, I only buy, like if I'm going to have company, I may go out and buy like a couple of rolls of paper towels. But I don't buy all that book because I really don't have the space for it. And plus I'm saving myself money. And, of course, go paperless. It's a great way to begin to that process. So if you are thinking about living in a small space, you know, we, we um, 80% of the stuff, you know, we keep, we never reference again. So as I shared with you, I went through my walk-in closet, and I got rid of, I had my my, um, report card, all the awards I got in elementary school. I even had my my acceptance letters from college, transcripts. I have like a a copy, so I don't know, you know, I had several copies, so I got rid of a lot of stuff. I had a piece of luggage that unfortunately now because of some shoulder issues, I do not need to be pulling that, so I need to give that away. So it was just a lot of things. 
So I think that we all could probably want to do some downsizing. Um, 90 square feet is definitely not for everybody, but I'm sure that we can all find space in our homes and our lives. Taylor tip time for this week. So moving on um, to my next little section is my mailbag. And I'm excited because actually this week I, for those of you who listened to my interview with Kathy Sexton, I got my copy of 52 Powerful Successful Strategies to Ignite Your Productivity. So I'm excited about that. I got my copy of that. But first of all, I want to thank all of you for your tweets, your posts, your follow me on Periscope, my blog talk radio community. I want to thank all of you. And, um, of course, today is Monday. And tomorrow is Tuesday. So I want you, I challenge all of you out there listening, because I did it during my vacation. I went through my filing cabinet, and I got rid of a lot of business stuff and proposals and drafts and respondents from the past and clients that I don't want to work with anymore. I got rid of all that stuff. So I did that in my business, in my office area, and then I went into my closet, and I got rid of stuff. Because six months have passed, and we're going into the last half of the year. So if you haven't touched it, thought about it, looked at it, maybe it's time to toss it or donate it, anything. So that's what I challenge you to do, toss it Tuesday, is to find a box, a bag, a container, a drawer, a section in the closet, that you have not really thought of and decide, do I need to keep it? And I know I've seen some of you out there, you are doing a wonderful job of decluttering, you're selling stuff online, you're making extra money, um, but you're also getting rid of stuff that you do no longer want or use. So I'm giving you a thumbs up, and that's great. So. Continue and, I, and, and continue posting your pictures because I love seeing your pictures of just some of the things that you're, you're getting rid of, but also some of the things you're selling as well. So continue to do that. So tomorrow's Toss a Tuesday, so toss something out and, and post it. Do a hashtag Toss a Tuesday. Now, my app suggestion is there's an app called Tiny House Living, and it helps you keep up with all the best news and information for providing you a simple daily feed. So um, so there's an app for Tiny House Living just to kind of help you out for those of you who are moving towards that, because that is a night, that's a movement. Um, and sometimes maybe you don't necessarily want to actually move into a tiny house, but who knows, maybe you just want to actually have live like you're living in a tiny house and not have as many possessions and have minimalist living, have simple living, et cetera. But that's my app suggestion. My product suggestion is a cushion, it's the winsome trading column cushion bench with baskets. And, of course, you can go to my Pinterest page and you can see what exactly it looks like. And the reason I chose it is because if you are really trying to simplify minimalist living, small space living, tiny house living, it's great. Um, so I want to share with me in the uh, 
chat room, I've been decluttering and selling my stuff on eBay. I haven't worn some of these items in two years, and that is wonderful. So I'm giving you a thumbs up. Um, and and that's what we have to do. We have to get rid of stuff. I mean, right now I'm actually thinking about a pair of red shoes that I haven't worn. I think I wore them once, and we all when we all know we wear them once. They're not a little uncomfortable, and then we get a little gun shy or wearing them again. Um, so because we think, oh, they're going to hurt my feet, do I really feel like doing that? So then you just put them in the closet, and every time you think about wearing them, and it's the same shoes, it could be it could be uh, an outfit sometimes, it's not comfortable. It could be a lot of things. So, uh, you know, get rid of this stuff. But my product suggestion is a... Um, a cushion bench with baskets so you can actually use it to sit on um, when you come home, take off your shoes, but you can also use it for storage. And make sure you go to my Pinterest page for that. And then repurpose. You can take an old dresser that had no drawers and replace the drawers with baskets. So you may have a piece of furniture around the house and, and decide that you like it because a lot of times we have you know, furniture and we have things and we're sentimental. So you can actually use that to um, as some type of storage. So you can find my app suggestion, my product suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion by going to my Pinterest page, um, as well as you can find out some of the other um, suggestions I've made in the past as well. You will work on is you. The best project you work on is you, and that's one of the things I did for my vacation. Um, it was a time of not going away. It was basically of me working on Janet, and it was a really great time. Um, as a coach, every coach has a coach. Every coach should have a coach. So it gave me a time this week to really kind of do some some. Um, intimate work with my coach. And it's interesting because, of course, you know, she knows what I do. And she said, Janet, I challenge you. I challenge you to make room for stuff. I challenge you to get rid of stuff. And I'm thinking, me get rid of stuff? You know, I come in, I'm the organizer. But I took the challenge. I said, okay, I need to go through because it's been a while. And I need to really begin to look at the stuff. Because if I plan on in the next year moving to a smaller space, then I need to start getting rid of some stuff. So I figured the thing for me was to tackle my walk-in closet and to tackle a couple of containers. And the two containers in mine was the one container I had with my mother's stuff and another container I had with my stuff. And I went through those containers, and I, I'll, I'll share with you, it was emotion, It was a very emotional go for some of my mother's stuff because there was some stuff in there I still could not part with, and I'm okay with that. It's just a little um, too emotional. Um, it was, I found all the cards she ever gave me. So if you can imagine 30-something years worth of cards, it's like 30 years. Um, and I'm not sure, I'm talking birthday cards, I'm talking Christmas cards, I'm talking Valentine's cards, and she made them. My mother was very creative, so she would make cards. And so it was hard for me to even 
think about getting rid of those. And to see the cards that said, you're a wonderful daughter, it was like, okay, I'm not ready to do that right now. So I was not, I wasn't ready to get rid of those. And then some things that had to do with her, you know, her high school diploma, her high school yearbook, I wasn't ready to let go of that. And that was okay. But my stuff, uh, why do I have my first um, grade report card? Why do I have all the awards? Why do I have, uh, I had a ticket from, I think, my high school graduation, or it could have been junior high school graduation, but I had some tickets. Get rid of that stuff. Um, so that was the kind of stuff. It was like I just started getting rid of it. And and I got, you know, I even had a toy that my dad gave me, which meant a lot to me. And it still does, but not to the point where I need to keep it anymore. So I don't know what I'm making room for, but that was part of my process during my vacation. So that was on that side. And then for those of you out there who are consultants, contractors, and business owners, I also tackled my office because that was another area that she wanted me to tackle. She said, okay, you need to get rid of stuff on your computer. You need to get rid of stuff in your office. All of those those clients you no longer want to work with, those contracts that didn't work out, those things that didn't go through. And I really started looking now for surprise some of the things that I was holding on to. You know, I knew why I was holding on to some of that stuff because of just, you know, different little things. I said, well, I need to keep this for a few years, but I started looking at this stuff. I'm like, mm, it's been long. It's, that stuff happened in 2000, early 2000. That stuff happened in 2003. I'm getting rid of this stuff. And so it was like a cleansing for me. And I'm sharing that with you because, you know, it's, 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 of course, the summertime for a lot of us in the United States is a time before we get into the fall season. But no matter where you are in the world, is it time for you to do some cleansing? Is it time for you to let go? Because, you know, as Felice shared, um, she was able to, yes, live in 90 square feet, but she was happy. She was in an area that she loved. She wasn't overburdened by trying to maintain all of the things and all of the stuff that sometimes we have to we do. So think about it. Just think about it as you go through your week, as you begin to progress through the month, because we're almost midway through the month um, already, um, the seventh month of the year. So think about that as well. Uh, I am excited because now that I've had that wonderful vacation and that I have gotten rid of some stuff, I am excited because I've got some wonderful things planned. Um, I am hoping to be able to kick off my summer organizing camp soon. Um, I'm hoping to do that soon. Um, And also um, I'm hoping to um, kick off a podcast teleclass. Um, I will be um, sharing on a podcast in a couple of weeks on how I started, et cetera, and just giving a few tips, but really um, giving you some strategies in a teleclass on how to have a successful podcast and um, offering you some other things as well. But next week I'm excited because one of our listeners, Carla R. Jenkins, will be coming and she will be sharing some project management strategies. 
Um, and I think uh, all of us, no matter what type of, whether we're consultants or contractors or business owners, we, whatever we do, we all need to know how to effectively manage a project from start to finish. Everything sometimes we do is a project. So just learning some of those wonderful strategies from her, because this is her area of expertise, I'm looking forward to that interview um, because I think that is something that we can use and we can take and we can be successful in our businesses as well as our careers on how to um, not only manage a project, but also manage all the moving parts of a project as well. Because <laughs> for those of you who have not managed a project, you've got sometimes a lot of moving parts um, to it as well. So please join us next week. Carla R. Jenkins, Project Management, some project management strategies from a project management expert. So I am looking forward to that interview as well because she is also a faithful listener as well. So, but again, the quote for this week is you, you, Y-O-U. So sometimes, you know, you may have to look in the mirror and just realize what it is you want to move towards and what do you have to let go of. You know, maybe there were things in your, in your past that were great, but now because you are moving into a new direction, are they weighing you down? So think about that. Think about that as you progress towards your week. So um, if anybody, because I've got a few minutes, if you have a question for me in regards to organizing, I need to be specific because sometimes I get some crazy calls, organizing, 646-478-5386, or if you want to type it in the chat room, but 646-478-5386, a question about organizing, whether it's organizing your home, organizing your life, organizing your time, um, please feel free to call me while we have a few minutes left because I would love to hear from you. I thank all of you for um, your continued support. Um, I had a wonderful, wonderful vacation, wonderful, got rid of stuff. I did some fun stuff too. So those of you who follow me via Instagram, um, I haven't posted it anywhere else, but on Instagram, you'll see I've been going around town taking pictures of the donkeys because we have the Democratic National Convention come into town in a couple of weeks, and they've got a donkey representing every single state here in the city, and they even have maps to tell you where each one is located. So, so far, I think I've found four, um, and my goal is to actually find all of the states where all of my relatives are and put a collage together on my Facebook page. That's just a little sidebar thing. So that's just a little something fun that I'm doing. But so next week is project management. After that, we will be talking about podcasting. So for all of you out there who want to have a podcast, want to grow your podcast, know somebody who wants to have a podcast, you need to tune in. Then also we will be after that because we will be getting ready for the fall. We're going to be having some Ramona List, a fellow professional organizer. She will be talking and sharing how, we can be more organized for back to school. Then I have Dr. Angela, and she'll be sharing with us how we can be more organized to communicate because it seems like sometimes that technology gets in the way, the cell phones, the tablets, the laptops, et cetera. 
So how we need to sometimes just figure out how to um, incorporate that but not allow it to take over our conversation and our lives. And then for all of you creative people out there, because I know once it starts getting into the fall, you're going to be getting into your crafts and and all of your other things to, to get prepared for the holiday seasons, how to be organized in that area. And then we will also be having someone who will, has a product that will help us keep all of our pertinent information in regards to our medical information in one location. So I am excited about coming up. I want to of course, always thank you so much for joining me, but make sure you join me next week for Project Management. Project Management Strategies with Carla R. Jenkins, and make sure that this week you get rid of something and you post it online and let me see what you've gotten rid of. So I thank you for listening, and I want you to be sure to share this podcast with your family, friends, and everybody on social media. And, of course, make sure if you have and you make sure you start following me on Periscope too because I've got some exciting couple of weeks coming up. Not, I'm going to be sharing with you some good time management strategies in a couple of weeks, so make sure you're following me. So please be sure to visit me on my website at JanetMTaylor.com. It's JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, make sure you have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.